0: The unrest, the unrest podcast podcast, 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 podcast,
1: Welcome to the unrest podcast. I'm Madeline
2: Green, and I'm Caitlin Stansel. Thanks so much for joining us back here for the unrest podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hit subscribe. Wherever you're listening to us out there, make sure that you're getting the latest update as soon as we post our new episodes. And we love to have you join us here each week or whenever we feel like posting. (laughs) We try to be good and do it each week, but you know, life happens.
1: (laughs) Life happens.
2: And you know what? Sometimes life requires a little bit of alcohol. So tonight we've poured ourselves some spirits.
1: spirits to talk about spirits and my spirit of choice tonight is champagne what about you caitlin yours is like a little celebratory
2: mood kind of spirit
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's the holidays i have a
2: pinot noir here which kind of gives me uh some gothic vibes i think
1: kind of perfect for
2: what we're talking about if i drink
1: too many more spirits it'll be turned into a show about family (laughs) and the holidays nothing
2: can get spookier than that. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers to you. If you cheers. don't know, we uh, record this via zoom because Madeline's in North Carolina and I'm down here in Charleston. So this is like our weekly girls night get together to record. And I was telling Madeline these glasses that are uh, the glass I'm drinking out of. It's like this little kind of a, an espresso size glass, but not a mug. And I got this at a vintage store and it's so funny when I went in there and I'm like looking around vintage stores. I love, like, I love the vibe. I like vintagey things,
1: but always in the Mm -hmm. back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want to buy something that's like haunted, (laughs) right? Like you don't know whose lips have been on that cup (laughs) so
2: far. So good. (laughs) Maybe they had the same sort of Gothic Pinot Noir vibes. So I think we we're getting along just fine here. But, um, I don't know. I saw this like creepy little doll and I was like, nope, walking past that.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. We used to watch this show about artifacts and stuff like that, that had spirits connected to them. So that could be why you're a little more apprehensive. Scared about this. <laughs> like, don't even touch that creepy looking thing. <laughs> right. So for today's real life haunts, we had two people write in their stories. Caitlin's going to read one and I will read the other one. So Caitlin, do you want to start with yours? Yes.
2: So this one comes from Nick and he lives all the way in India. So cool that he's letting us share this story with everyone listening out there, but he has titled this glowing window. Hmm. In the words of Nick, (laughs) this happened when I was 10 years old. In our earlier neighborhood, there lived a couple who were newly married and the lady was pregnant. Me, my mom, and my newly born sister used to visit her every now and then, and we used to enjoy our time together. For them, it was all about pregnancy, talking about how to take care of the baby and all of that stuff, and I was just kind of hanging around. I remember, though, it was a Monday night and it was raining heavily. And there was a thunderstorm. I was in my room finishing my homework. My mom was in the other room with my sister and my dad had gone somewhere. And whenever we used to go out at night, he used to lock our door. So these are the days where we did not have cell phones. Imagine that. There were landlines, but, you know, sometimes they used to be dead because of the weather. So back to the homework. I was doing my homework and I saw through my window a glowing yellow light coming from our neighborhood window. Someone was on fire and I saw that it was no other than the pregnant lady from our neighborhood. I was frozen and there were just no thoughts running in my mind for a minute or so. I don't know exactly how long this lasted, but I stood there watching and then I ran into my mom's room trying to scream, but I was hardly breathing. So I took my mom's hands and I just uttered one word, fire. And then she came to my room, saw the horror, and we knew it was our neighbor. So my mom and I started screaming for help as there were more neighbors uh, nearby, but nobody could hear us because of the thunder and the rain. And our phone was dead, which was common during the rain. We couldn't go out because our door was locked from outside as my dad wasn't home. So we stood next to our window shouting and screaming helplessly. All of a sudden, there was no movement. The fire was still on. My mom was crying. And I knew in my heart that our pregnant neighbor was no more. She was gone and burned to death right in front of us. After the rain stopped, the neighbors heard our noise and they all gathered and they did what they could. They called the ambulance, the fire, police, and they managed to put the fire out. When they brought her out, her body was covered with a white sheet, and it was obvious that she didn't live through that. She had died. After a few days, the police inquiry was over, and they came to the conclusion that she committed suicide by pouring kerosene on her because her husband was having an affair with somebody else. The funeral took place, and I was sent to my grandparents' place because my parents didn't want me to go through all of this. They thought I was just too young for all of these things. When I came back to my house, though, everything seemed to be normal. And my parents and friends, they didn't really speak a word about it. So a few months passed and I'd kind of forgotten about the incident. And it was there, but it had kind of faded into a memory. But one night, something supernatural happened that really shook me from the inside out. So one night while I was having a dream... In that dream, I was in my neighbor's house all alone. I was looking for my mom, but there was no one in the house. It was dark, even during the day. I could smell something, though. smelled like it was burning, and the smell was getting stronger and stronger. And after some time, I could hear a baby crying from that same room where my neighbor was burned alive. So I went to the room, even in my heart or consciousness, I don't know what it was, I I knew it's not what I should have done, but I entered the room and someone caught my hand and I started pulling to run, but I was not able to even scream. My voice was just gone. After a few attempts, I pulled my hand and freed myself. And at that point I started screaming, shouting, and that ended the nightmare. But I was doing the same thing in real life. I was screaming in real life. I woke up to that. My parents came running in my room and my mom hugged me and slowly I sort of came back to reality and finally was able to take a breath of relief. My mom, she had brought me a glass of water and she paused and asked, what happened to your hand? She held my hand and as we both looked at it, we saw that my hand was covered in red marks. It was as if someone had been holding my hand tightly for a long period of time and we were all sort of shocked and didn't really know how to react from my heart and soul i knew it was her our pregnant neighbor he says i used to sleep with the window covered with black curtains because i just didn't want to see any orange glow which would give me anxiety and then there were dreams in between but at this point i can't really recall them now and after a few months those dreams finally stopped she was gone. The dream was gone. She left and her memory eventually faded too. I can't even recall her face now. As I was so young when it all happened, it's hard to remember now, but few things do come with you. Even after you move on, they stay with you and they die with you. Mm. It sounds like a story that is going to linger with him for the rest of his life.
1: He like tells it perfectly because it was something that really stuck with him, but also being kind of young, you know, obviously those feelings and those memories do kind of fade with time as well. And
2: I can just imagine as a young child, like seeing that happening and understanding what happened that this woman killed herself and in such like a horrifying fashion, but as a young child, it's like your brain almost can't comprehend what's happening. I mean... I, I can just imagine
1: like how
2: this memory has stuck with him through the years.
1: Today, I was in Hobby Lobby and I passed <laughs> this roll of beaded like garland for a tree. And instantly I was nine years old again. And my mom was putting those beads on a tree. So imagine being his age and, and seeing such a traumatic thing. And I mean, just looking out a window, a certain way could send you right back into that moment. So
2: Or even just like smelling someone blow out a candle. I mean, that's pretty terrifying to, to think about.
1: Well, thank you, Nick, for sharing that story with us. Next, we have another story. We have time for one more.
2: Yes, I think we do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one is from a man named Joe and it goes like this.
0: Years ago, I lived in this old house that had been converted into two apartments. One day, while I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom, I heard what sounded like children laughing in my bedroom, which was right next to the bathroom. Instantly, I looked out of the bathroom down the hall in the direction of my bedroom, and when all of the sudden my bedroom door slammed shut which was odd because the door was so warped that I could never even get it closed. After seeing my door close like that, I was in shock. Many times I had tried to get this door closed, putting all my weight into the effort. I finally gave up trying. I had plans to go out that evening, but my keys, wallet, and coat were in my bedroom. With my adrenaline in full gear, I approached my door. Then I heard children laughing again. Slowly I reach for the door handle when all of a sudden the door lightly swings open. I enter my bedroom, quickly gather up my things to leave, and then I hear the window behind me that has been jammed shut since I moved slowly opening. I didn't even look back, just left quickly, and for the next few weeks I slept on the couch downstairs which was not better because in the middle of the night, I would wake up thinking something or someone was staring at me from the entryway by the front door. Always after this, I would hear something going up and down the stairs. If these things were not enough, late at night while driving home, I could see the backside of my house across the field, and on numerous occasions I could see lights on in my apartment, and a figure moving from room to room always stopping in front of each window. And then when I'd get home, all the lights would be off. I only stayed here a few more months. And when I was growing up, this house had a reputation of being haunted. And most of my childhood, it was empty. I never felt that whatever was there was malevolent, but it was awfully creepy.
1: With that story, he sends a picture, though, and... It's a picture of the house and there's the old article along with it. And the person who lived there before, his name was Edwin Goodwin. He died on the front porch and it just says drops dead on front porch. Edwin Goodwin expired suddenly Thursday afternoon. So maybe this Edwin is who he sees or saw through the windows, um, visiting each room in this house.
2: And maybe Edwin has kind of a creepy, childlike giggle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the child. But yeah, I don't know where the kids. <laughs> I'm into not it even all. making words anymore. <laughs> that champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where the children's laughter came from, but maybe Edwin had children. As what's interesting to me
2: is, you know, we hear a lot of stories like this, and the perseverance of people to stay in their homes during these experiences. I would be out of there.
1: Well, and like, I love older homes and the architecture and how there's just something about an older home that I really love. And so, Oh, a hundred percent. That was somewhere I could rent. I would totally rent it. And to think that, you know, it was converted into these two apartments. I'm sure he loved that part of it as well. But everybody knows with old homes comes ghosts. Old <laughs> ghost.
2: <laughs> and apparently really strong ones. If they were slamming this door shut and then opening the window that had been jammed for years. So yeah, we love ghosts. We love talking about them and hearing your real life haunts. And guess what? You can share yours with us whenever you want. We're here to listen.
1: You can share them. You know how you can get them to us, Madeline. Tell them how. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook. We have a Facebook. A <laughs> group have- and a page. <laughs> we have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. But we also have something we mentioned probably a few months ago. But we're what you call procrastinators. And we <laughs> never did anything with them. So... We have a little mascot that Caitlin drew for us, and it is the cutest ghost you've ever seen. And we're going to be doing a sticker giveaway. You have to try and come up with a name for the ghost because we're trying to come up with a name for our mascot. And whoever wins, will send them a little care package from the Unrest podcast full of stickers that our very own Caitlin Stancil drew by hand.
2: Yes, I did. And we're telling you about it now because you're the lucky few who have listened all the way to the very end of this episode. Keep an eye on our Instagram and our Facebook uh, for that contest to start. And we can't wait to hear your name recommendations for our little ghost and then share some of these fun stickers with
1: you. And until next time,
0: unrest unrest in peace. peace.